Here's what's coming up on today's show. You've likely heard of lots of risks when it comes to your retirement, but there may be one risk that you haven't heard of, and this one could have a big impact on whether you run out of money or not. It's easy to get lost on the way to retirement. Things like taxes, improper planning, and excessive market risk can all lead you astray from your goal of a successful and happy retirement. That's where Liz Whittaberry comes in. She's a holistic financial advisor and the founder of Best Path Advisors, and she can help guide you to a better financial path. This is Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to Retire on Your Best Path. Thanks for hanging out with Liz and myself as we're going to talk about sequence of returns, as she kind of teased in the opener there. Uh, what is it and what kind of risk is it and what can we do about it and all these good things that we're going to learn a little bit today on the podcast with Liz and myself. And as always, if you've got questions, you need help about anything you hear on our show or really any other, make sure you're always checking with a qualified professional like Liz, who is a financial advisor and the founder at Best Path Advisors. You can find her online at bestpathadvisors.com. That is bestpathadvisors.com. Dot com. Liz, thanks for having me in with you, hanging out. Um, what is Sequence of Returns? You kind of teased us with this interesting little opener there. Uh, first of all, just tell us what it is, and, and that's, that's going to be the topic today. Yeah, Sequence of Returns refers to the uncertainty of the order in which you'll get returns. Will you have, will this year be a year where we get 10% return, mm-hmm. negative 10% return, What is the return going to be for this year? What's the return going to be for next year? So sequence of returns is that order of returns one year after the next. And the risk lies in the uncertainty of whether we're going to have up returns at the beginning this year or next year or up returns further years out. Now, and you mentioned in the opener that this is something that most people aren't aware of. That we don't really, it's a, it, we talked a little bit on our prior podcast about, you know, longevity risk and we talked about some different kinds of things in retirement. So, what is the, it about this one that people don't understand or why we don't hear about it? When we're working, sequence of returns does not impact us. Okay. And so often it's just not a point of conversation among people that are working, it becomes an issue when we're retired. Uh, when we're working, what's important is putting money aside, saving, right, investing that in a portfolio that has the right level of risk, and risk can be diversified away by having a proper asset allocation, diversifying among stocks and bonds and different types of asset classes so that you never have all your eggs in one basket. Right, which we hear all the time, so that makes a lot of right. sense, right? And so everyone is aware of I need to have a good portfolio. It needs to be diversified. I need to have the right risk level for Mm -hmm. myself. What they don't know is that when you're retired, then there's this added layer of risk called sequence of returns. And that impacts a retiree much differently than it does somebody who's working. Let me tell you a story to give you an example. Please. And I have a white paper uh, that I've put together that has this example in it because I think it's very important for people to to understand that this is something that they need to think through and plan for. Okay, and we can so, make that available for listeners if they'd like to get a copy of that as well. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. So let's talk about Sam and Tom. And we'll say that Sam is up early Sam, and Tom is down early Tom. Okay. And what that means is, 
you know, they both invest. Let's say they're both 40 and they both have a half a million dollars that they invest in a good diversified portfolio. Sam gets very good up years early on, and then he gets down years late as he's approaching retirement. Tom gets down years early on, and then he gets up years as he's approaching retirement. They both end up with the same average return. Makes no difference what order those came in. They both end up with the same exact money at retirement. They both, right. their half a million dollars grows to $1.9 million in my example, and they're 65 and they're ready to retire. It didn't matter what order those returns came in, just that they got that average return over the years that they were working and accumulating their money for retirement. But now they retire and it's completely different. They're both going to take, you know, 100000 a year distribution. They're going to adjust that for inflation and they want to live off of that for the rest of their life. They have $1.9 million to start out. Well, let's say that up early Sam, once again, he gets up returns in the early years of his retirement and down returns in the late years. And Tom is the opposite. He gets down early. Tom gets those down returns in the first years of retirement and those up returns at the end of retirement. So what happens? Well, Sam, because he has those up years early on, he ends up with more money than he started with. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It does very well. He, he gets all of his income for all of his life and he has more money than he started with. But Tom runs out of money in his 80s. Yeah. So it's They're, they started with the same exact started money. With the same, right. They took the exact same income. They didn't have the same experience this time around because they're taking money out of that portfolio, that retirement portfolio. So sequence of returns is something that uh, I talk a lot about because it can have a very big impact on a retiree's security uh, in their retirement. And the first thing I want is for people to understand that this is something that they need to think about and that they need to create a plan for that so that they don't end up like down early Tom. Yeah. Nobody and wants to run out of money. No, definitely not. And this is something that we can't, based on that, you can't really just diversify this away, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. So in, in my example, they have the same sort of risk profile, okay, you know, and right. a lot of, a lot of the conversation is what is your, you know, what level of risk are you comfortable with? Well, mm -hmm. they have the same risk profile. They end up with the same average return over their re retirement years. It's just that Tom doesn't have enough money to really benefit from that by the time the returns come in his situation. Which is, is um, why we hear the conversation or the panic about, you know, necessarily retiring in a down market. Right. Uh, right. So like, you know, if yeah. you're retiring and the market's, you know, let's say retiring, well, 19, for example, right? The you know, market finished up fantastic, 19, even 20 as well, 20 and 21. Right. So retiring and pulling money from accounts then versus pulling them when they're down, that's kind of right. what we're talking about here. Yeah. And there are things that can be done. And, and I will, I do want to talk about that. But kind of managing it. Is there a way to manage yes. that? Okay. Ways to manage that. What I like to tell people is to think about that, and we call it the retirement red zone. I'm sure right, you know yeah. people hear that online, but it 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 is a it is an important time. So starting to look 
you know, five to 10 years before retirement, five to 10 years after retirement, starting to look at that time frame and line up the portfolio to offset sequence of returns risk. That's the reason to look at that retirement red zone. How do you need to line up your portfolio so that you're not impacted by sequence of returns? So is that things like reducing our volatility, for example, as we're approaching the uh, retirement goal? Yeah, uh, that would be one thing to do, reduce the volatility. I like to use a bucket strategy. So our now monies, our later monies. Yes. So just taking a look at the money that's going to be needed for that first, say, five years after retirement and developing a plan so that that money is more stable mm-hmm. and then in, then continuing to keep the rest of the money the we would call that the now money and then there would be soon money and there would be later money well the later money that you're not going to use for say at least 10 years you can continue to have that money invested so that it's got the growth that you want it's got the the level of risk that you want so it's going to keep up with inflation Liz that's the hang up though right that's the trick the emotional trick in what's happening when markets take a downturn, right? So we've had nothing but great markets for a while. We start to see all this volatility here in 2022 and people panic and they want to get out, right? They're like, well, get me out of here. I'm nervous. And they're not thinking about these two. They're they're not looking at it. Well, is this the now money? Are you locking in those losses or is this the later money? And do we let it go? Do we let it ride, so to speak, right? That's what we're talking about. Absolutely. In fact, I, uh, I have a client that... Uh, was concerned about you know what is going on with the market uh, because she's getting close to retirement. Sure. She's getting close to retirement, and we've been working on the retirement plan. So, you know, we revisited the bucket plan and it, which dollars, which exact accounts, and and which exact investments are for that now. Yeah, and which investments are for that later that we're not going to be tapping into for at least. 10 years. And that makes a huge that, difference. Yeah. That creates a whole different perspective on on being able to, you know, handle that volatility, knowing which buckets of money need to have volatility, which bucket of some money shouldn't have volatility, and then yeah. being able to to live with that and know that you're going to get that growth in that bucket that's for the later and then that money you need to get that growth because that money then needs to be there to refill right, the yeah. now bucket <laughs> later. Yeah, and I think that's a that's one of the real values I feel like a financial professional brings. Uh, it's not, yes, yeah, X's and O's and all that stuff are super important, but sometimes it's the emotional conversation of talking us off the ledge from our own self. You know, it's easy right. to say, ah, I'm just, you know, this lady has a plan with you, has a strategy with you. Doesn't mean she's infallible to panic or nerves, right? So she's like, hey, I'm not sure. Is it still good? Is it still working? Let's reevaluate. And that's when that value comes in to say, okay, let's talk through this. Why are you nervous? Let me show you, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And that's what happens, I think, for people who don't have a professional in their corner is we make that emotional panic buying or selling and get ourselves into bigger trouble. Yeah, absolutely. It it's uh, very helpful always. I think to have an outside perspective, um, a sounding board, if you will, a sounding board to talk through things and and just uh, be able to think beyond what's right in front of us. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, are there some so with risk sequence of returns? There's risk in it. There's sequence of return risks. Uh, we can't diversify it away, as you mentioned. So, how do we? 
uh, you know, what are some key takeaways, some key points, anything to think about as far as managing this, as you brought up earlier? The starting point would be to know what your spending plan is. Okay. So that you then know how much money you're going to need for different time periods and then dividing up the portfolio into those time frames. Uh, so you're going to need money for the first five years of retirement, for the next five years of retirement, for beyond, and then choosing the, the best investments for each of those buckets. What investments are going to be stable for that now? What investments are going to still have some level of stability, but more growth for that soon? Mm -hmm. And what investments are going to have the long-term growth that you need for the later? And thinking through, even with that, what level of volatility do you want to have in that long-term bucket? Because that's going to be different for different people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of something that we touched on that a little bit, but I kind of wanted to bring it back around kind of full circle to kind of succinct it back up a little bit. Uh, any kind of buffering that that we need to do? Like often we think about these times and we think, well, should I build up my cash reserves or that kind of stuff? Is that another manageable asset within this? I think if people are still working, then... You know, a six to 12 month of cash reserve is is a good amount. Mm -hmm. When people are retired, I tend to favor one to two year of cash reserve okay. so that there is money that they can get to that for whatever comes up. Yeah. And that may be more cash than, you know, you might hear elsewhere, but, but that's a comfort level. Yeah. That's a comfort level for me. That's a comfort level for my clients. And then the other money is invested to line up with the buckets. And some of that, you know, cash would be lined up with that now bucket, but there also needs to be some money that's just there for emergencies. Yeah, the true emergencies. That yeah. is not earmarked because, uh, you know, we can have a storm, we can have whatever happens. We yeah. want to have money that's that's not earmarked and we're not dipping into uh, the money that's set aside for cash flow. Yeah, I tell you, I, I hope, you know, a learning point through COVID was for people who did not have enough in emergency fund have realized right. <laughs> that they need to have one because uh, you just didn't, re you know, some of the things we were not expecting right. to have happen, happen. So the importance of emergency fund hopefully is drilled home there. Um, if we're talking about the sequence of, so, you know, we tend to hear longevity risk. We tend to hear inflation risk. Uh, we think market risk, right? Those are some of the big ones. So, why do you think we don't hear as much about sequence of return risk? Is it just not something that's being educated enough on? Is it, I mean, obviously it's a big deal and it's out there and it's part of it. Uh, I know you and I were chatting right before we got started that you say often clients or prospective clients just don't know what it is. They haven't heard of it. Yeah, I really do think that it's because it doesn't impact the workforce. If mm. you're working, you know, like my example with, early up Sam and early down Tom, right. while they were working and they weren't drawing money from the portfolio, it didn't matter right. the order of returns. It just mattered that they stayed invested. And so that is the biggest part of the conversation that's still going on. It's geared towards that. You're working, you need to stay invested, you need to you know, get that average return. I think that there's not been you know, as much of a focus on retirement planning being different than planning yeah. while you're working and and we're beginning to have you know more people that are that are focused on the differences that's one of the things that I do I focus <laughs> on retirement planning yeah. and so you know this is one that is important to me to educate people on but uh it just isn't part of the 
as you say, part of the big conversation that's happening around the nation. Yeah, I, I think so. I think as well. And that's one of the points of the podcast too, right? Is we're, is we're trying to come in and, and talk about some of the educational components of it. Because uh, I kind of brought this point up earlier on, so we'll wrap it up and kind of finish with this. The last 10 years, the markets have been pretty favorable. Accumulation, the accumulation phase of life is easier than the preservation and distribution phase, which is aka retirement. Right. And right. so it tends to, it's just easier. And so when we get to, you know, this phase in, in retirement, people realize, start to see, oh, wow, there's all these extra things that factor in. There's been a big DIY movement over the last number of years to, you know, people say, I can handle this myself because it's easy to do. I mean, you could throw a dart at the at an index in the last couple of years and you probably did fine. But that's not the case when you get to retirement and then you add inflation and then you add down markets and all the things we're experiencing right now, Liz, and it makes for a heck of a soup that people aren't necessarily sure how to, you know, cook, <laughs> if you will. Absolutely. And, that's where you come and then in. then on top of that, we have to think through the tax situation. Right. And yeah. uh, you know, there's there's other layers that um, that cake, we'll be talking that's, about that's in better, the future. Yeah. yeah, in the future podcasts that play into that mix of it being Difficult, and I've had people tell me that now that they're getting close to retirement, it's really kind of like a big black box to them. Yeah, there's and a lot of how do we, you know, we know how we got everything in the box, but now what do we do to get it out of the box? <laughs> right, uh, Pandora's box, if you will. Right, so how do we get it all back out of there? Uh, yeah, fantastic point. So sequence of returns, it's a thing. It's a real thing. It's definitely going to affect us. If you'd like to get a copy of that white paper, Liz, what's the easiest thing to do? Just stop by your main website. And request that or email or what would you like? Yeah, there's a contact us on the on the website or people can email me, Liz, L-I-Z, at bestpathadvisors.com. And I'd be happy to send that to anybody that would be interested in, in seeing that. If uh, you have questions about these topics, then reach out to us because we're here to help you be on your best path. For retirement. Absolutely. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, get a copy of the white paper. Stop by Liz's website, bestpathadvisors.com. That's bestpathadvisors.com. And uh, that way you can catch future episodes of the podcast and check out a couple of past ones we've done already. Plus, there's a lot of good information there on the website as well. So thanks for listening to Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry and myself. And we'll see you next time here on the show. Thank you, Mark. The preceding program is sponsored by Best Path Advisors, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. Best Path Advisors, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by Liz Whitberry should not be construed as specific tax, legal, or investment advice, nor as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Neither J.W. Cole Financial nor its representatives provide legal, tax, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W. Cole. Investing is subject to risks, including the loss of principal. Due to volatility within the markets mentioned, opinions are subject to change without notice. Information is based on sources believed to be reliable. However, their accuracy or completeness cannot be guaranteed.